What is customer experience and why has it become increasingly more and more important? And how do we leverage technology to transform customer experience? And what are the future trends that we're spotting in CX? These are all topics that we're going to explore today on the CG Hour. So let's start the countdown. Welcome everyone to season two of the CG Hour. This is our inaugural session for this year, 2023. For those of you that are new here, this is the CG Hour and my name is Fanny Dunnigan. I'm the host of the show and every other month we come to you with experts and subject matter experts as well as uh, business leaders to share with you the latest trending topics around business and technology. And we come to you live via LinkedIn as well as YouTube. So feel free to interact with us in the feed, share with us your comments, gather questions you have for our panel, because this is going to be an interactive session here. So welcome everybody and feel free to introduce yourself in the comments below. Treat it as a place for you to network with each other, meet other people, and I challenge you to connect with three new connections today in the comments and make it a networking opportunity as well. So introduce yourself, tell people where you're tuning in from, and we're going to be getting started. So let's see who's tuned in so far. I see Dolores joining us from LinkedIn, as well as David Cause. Welcome to you both, some of our great supporters here, and as well on the CG Infinity live show post. I see Sarajit. Shout out to CG Infinity, who is the sponsor of our show, as well as Jim Smelly. Welcome everybody. Please introduce yourselves and tell people where you're tuning in from. So today we're gonna to talk all about customer experience. We've put together a panel of experts to share with you their thoughts around what is it, why is it so important, the technology around it, case studies, as well as future trends. But before we do that, we wanna play for you a research video that we put together to give you some background around it and why it's so important. So let's roll that video now. Welcome back to the show. Just want to give a shout out to some of our audience members that are slowly tuning in here. I see Deepak from India. Welcome. Welcome to the show, as well as Chris from Houston. This is amazing. Jim's from snowy Denver. And uh, Stacy has shout out to Angela Neal. Looking forward to meeting you and listening to you. 
So I want to introduce you all to our amazing panel of guests today. Starting from my right here, I'm going to start with Mike Parrish. Mike Parrish is the VP of Customer Experience at CG Infinity. He is a systematic problem solver who is looking for the next enterprise-wide host of opportunities for which to design and employ creative solutions. And over the last decade, he's built a successful reputation in leveraging technology and data to drive customer retention, acquisition, and customer experience in recurring revenue markets and deploying innovative system structure and automation-based solutions for maximum ROI and streaming of business processes. Welcome, Mike. So glad you can join us. Thanks for having me, Danny. Absolutely. And then over here, we have Will Huffman. He is the VP of Customer Success at InMoment and an accomplished customer experience leader, offering expertise in transforming the experiences companies provide to their customers and creates value by envisioning and executing measurable opportunities to improve customer experiences in challenging and competitive markets, fueled by a passion to achieve strong customer advocacy, brand differentiation, and innovative and superior customer experience, and keen ability to build teams and gain consensus amongst business partners. So important. Welcome, Will. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for joining <laughs> <mouthful>. us. <laughs> all good. All good. It's a decade and over a decade I, of experience. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And last but not least, we have Angela Neal. Welcome, Angela. She is the President Emeritus of American Marketing Association, DFW Chapter, as well as the founder of Just the Heart LLC. She started with Rockwell Space Operations, supporting NASA shuttle missions, so cool, <laughs> leading her to Verizon, where she managed the relationship between technology and marketing. And her experience spans aerospace, telecommunications, healthcare, insurance, automotive, sports, and more, supporting Fortune 500 companies to improve their e-commerce, marketing, and analysis strategies, analytic strategies. And uh, she is the founder of Just the Heart, a creative design and services company that received recognition during Spotlight Business of the Super Bowl Emerging Business Program and the Marketer of the Year Award. And uh, she also teaches, as if that's not enough, she also teaches web analytics, web design, and information systems at University of Texas at Dallas. Welcome, Angela. Thank you so much, Fanny. I'm glad to be here. So honored to have you all on the show. And I want to start off real quick because I think there's a whole variety of definitions of what customer experience is. So let's just kind of set the record straight. And even if it's different, I'd like to hear from each one of our guests, maybe starting with um, Mike, what is your kind of definition of customer experience? So what I run into most often is that customer experience gets bottled in with customer service, uh, where in the reality is, is that's just a small fraction. Your, your customer experience starts you know, when you're prospecting contact attempts begin and all the way through your onboarding and purchase series and through your retention and win back structures. So yeah. all of the platforms and strategies and integrations and technology that you put together to ultimately give your customers the choice of how they interact with you and your product creates the overarching experience that you're after. It's, it's, um, it's a massive undertaking and it's why it's becoming increasingly more measured uh, and, and more of a centralized structure for businesses to pursue. And for those of you in the audience, be sure to drop in the comments your definition of what customer experience yeah. is yeah. as well. We wanna hear from you. What about you, Will? I love this question because so few, there's so few common answers to what mm -hmm. CX is. And that's, that's actually, a, it's a challenge for us as CX practitioners, yeah. but it also represents a great opportunity for us. And so, you know, when I, when I tell people what I do for a living, it's like, wait, I don't understand what customer experience truly means. What, yeah. what actually is that? Is that just another form of marketing? Or to Mike's point, is that another form of customer service? And the answer is yes to all of it. Uh, so I think that the best way to define it is that it's the sum of all of your emotions that you have after interacting with a brand. 
Like that's the most succinct way that I can, I, I can present it. And so when you think about CX or customer experience, um, it's, it spans the entire customer journey from the, the learn, the, the buy, the get, the use, the pay, the serve, the retain, all of those different parts of the customer journey, CX encapsulates all of that. Mm -hmm. Some of all emotions, love that. Yep. Angela, from your I, point of view? Absolutely, I love that and I love what uh, Mike and Will shared and I completely agree. Um, I like to define uh, customer experience as essentially the interactions that customers have with the business or organization um, and even their uh, products or services. Um, and essentially it's the customer's sentiments as a result of those interactions. And most certainly customer experience, yes, we think about the journey and moving them through the funnel, but it's what happens after the purchase as well that includes the customer experience. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sentiments before and after yes, absolutely. the purchase. Love that. So it's really evolved over the last decade. And then we also had the pandemic in the midst of everything. Mike, how have you kind of seen CX evolve over the last few years and, and over the decade? Um, so the, the, the pandemic's a, a great catalyst. Uh, it, you know, there, there's been obviously some downs, but some phenomenal change. Um, and, and actually, you know, what I'd like to really point out, um, you know, well, I guess I'll give it two. One is the path of AI. Um, and I'm not necessarily talking about the GPT hype that we have right now, which, which will have its own evolving chapter. Um, but using reinforced learning AI structure um, to really start to create a much more intelligent one-to-one, -one, not just marketing capability, but communication stream to customers, really defining how my topics and approach and methods that I communicate with my customers are more personalized to what they like, what they want, when they want, what they're interested in. Um, how we can harness data has been just streamlined. Um, and, and something that, that happened you know, in the news we all took part in probably about a quarter ago was you know, we all saw Frontier look to make a large change with their customer experience and move it or attempt to move it to all bot structure and SMS structure. And there was a lot of concern about that if you will follow that on LinkedIn and in the news, but the reality is, is that it, that's a great risk to take. They're going to learn so much and be able to evolve that bot and the human support behind it to really craft a more personalized and intelligent and streamlined experience that customers can now interact with when they feel like it and how they feel like it. I mean, it's, it's gonna be changing ultimately. Um, and I, I think that's something I find important is that how we view experience and the customer experience needs to evolve and open up as these technologies provide us with these new paths. Will, you've been in the industry for a long time. Back then, was customer experience even a term or word that was what? popular? So, so my evolution within CX was, is, it's a long story and, and so I'll be brief, but back in the day, it was market research or customer retention strategy or uh, customer service. And, and it evolved into something with Tony Shea and Zappos and all of the the evolution of, of Reicheld and Markey and the ultimate question and, and the introduction of Net Promoter System, all of that kind of helped fuel the fire. Um, I think today though, if you even just look at the last two to three years of CX, there's really kind of three things that have really morphed themselves, right? Number one is just purely customer expectations are changing. Yes. Uh, and, and it used to be expectations were driven by the experiences within your own vertical or your own category, right? So banking customers were very myopic. They judged the experience that, the, that their banks were giving to them based off of other banks that they, that they worked with. And that's not true anymore, right? They're judging you, the organization, based off of Amazon, based off Netflix, based yeah. off of Starbucks. All the various brands they interact with on a personal level, they are now judging all the brands based off that and setting really high expectations. So those brands that are helping to evolve and meet those expectations are the ones that are excelling today. Mm -hmm. I'd say the other thing, even just looking at the last, what, six months, the macroeconomic environment has absolutely changed the way CX is, is, is thought about, right? Um, customers are, are more finicky. They have a tighter control of their, of their pocketbook and they're trying to make very logical decisions. Again, brands that excel 
and making a seamless experience are going to win out because consumers have choice and they have a lot easier ways to interact with these brands, yeah. right? And the third and final way, and this goes to all the, my fellow CX practitioners that are out there, um, the, the necessity to prove ROI on your CX investment is becoming much more prominent today, especially as organizations are really focusing on where they're spending their CapEx, where they're spending their OpEx. So you really have to make sure that the investment that you're making, whether it's in your voice of customer or your, or your AI or, or any of your other outreach that you have with your customers are actually proving that. And there's a, a, there's a whole litany of ways that, that brands are doing that today, but it's super important that we all in the CX world are making sure it's tied back to an outcome metric. Yeah. Amazon's two-day shipping has certainly <laughs> spoiled all of us. Right. Um, just a shout out to folks in the comments, Caroline Turner defines customer experience as how you feel after an interaction with Absolutely. a company. Yes, and Lagnesh, he says, I'd say customer experience is everything from start to end that your customer feels about their engagement with you on their journey, 100%. Great summary. Angela, what about you? How have you kind of seen it evolve and change over the years? I love that question. Um, you know, the advances in technology and the evolving needs of the customers have really heightened a, uh, a keen focus on customer experience. Um, one of the things that I can mention is that in this, I've seen personalization um, definitely come to the forefront. Um, the expansion of multi-channel, uh, multi, uh, multi-channels. Uh, for marketing, that is also kind of come into play. One of the other things that comes to mind is the uh, focus or the introduction on the emotional aspect um, in the customer experience. And even to that point, even humanization, uh, companies in their language, whether it's through a bot um, or a direct customer experience, really engaging in that uh, more positive, healthy greeting experience for the customer. And I think it's important to mention that uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, did a study and found that 73% of customers find that customer experience is a key factor in their purchase decision. Mm -hmm. So most certainly, customer experience has grown to be a heightened focus for all. Absolutely, 73% yeah. yes, is high. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I bet that's higher these days. Ex yeah, yeah, I'm sure it has, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Only, it's only gonna rise. Yes. We have so much choice, right? We do, mm -hmm. so. we do. <laughs> yes, uh, shout out to David Ball in the audience. Customer experience to him is the result, opinion, and impression of the customer after interacting with your brand through online store or any kind of interaction. Mm -hmm. to your point about multi-channels, yes. right? We have so many options mm -hmm. as well. Now, I know each one of you are very passionate about various aspects of customer experience. Uh, Mike, why do you think it's so important to organizations these days? And I know you're passionate about retention and onboarding. Yes. Talk to us about that. Um, so, <laughs> in a lot of the industries that I've worked in, you, you find that, to your point, the competition, you're all selling a version of, if not the exact same thing. Um, so your, your ability to stand out from the competition and really go from a, you know, well, it won't be from a zero to one, but a, a, a new era of your industry is really based in your competition, or excuse me, in your, in your CX approach and the technology you put around that. Um, so, it, you know, historically, right, uh, I worked at a, uh, large security firm, home security firm. And we spent quite a bit of time really refining our ability to understand retention. Why, why did we have an attrition problem? What were the problems? How did we classify those? And we really put work into, with our partners, developing models around churn. And then ultimately, once we had our data set, um, we started building out marketing programs mm -hmm. that would tailor these experiences to the customers, not just you know because we don't want you to leave, but to address what we found to be wrong over time with you. And so um, 
not with you, that sounds negative, but you know, <laughs> with the account, uh, right? You know, you, you weren't uh, you know, having a positive experience with us. We've identified that and we want to make sure that we take care of it and that it doesn't happen again. Um, and we harnessed AI to do that. Um, so I, I think, um, I mean, honestly, uh, onboarding and retention in my mind are the two key platforms that you have without a within a customer journey and their overarching experience. So the onboarding obviously sets their path, their experience with your company, what they are going to come to expect, what they're going to be used to working with you. And retention is on the other end of that, be it the life cycle has come to what the normal end is expected to be and you'd like to renew it with new technology or new offerings, um, or it's on the other end of that in which you've had a bad experience and now it's time to augment and alleviate. Yeah. Um, and so again, back to the technology piece there, I mean, there, there is so much that has broken out since, I mean, we brought it up since COVID in 2020, yeah. that just really changes the landscape. Yeah. And you, you've got to be on the forefront of that to be able to harness it and, and supply your customers with those choices. Yeah. Now, Angela, I know you're very passionate about value to customer. Tell us how, why that part is so important in CX. I, I honestly believe that customers really need to focus on the value of the customer, or companies need to focus on the value of the customer. Um, customers have, they have a voice, and the value of the customer should not be an afterthought. Um, the voice of the customer is very powerful. And in thinking about that, uh, customers, going back to what you shared, Mike, the, the retention. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that from, uh, I follow Neil Patel. <laughs> One of the things that he has shared is companies have um, 60 to 70% chance of selling to an existing customer, but only five to 20% chance of selling to a prospective customer. Mm -hmm. So that value is so important, so profound, and organizations need to focus on the voice of the customer, the value of the customer, and most certainly to increase uh, retentions, loyalty, longevity of the customer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, Will, I know you have the other side of the <laughs> perspective of that, yeah. the value to business. Yeah, so I, I think that a good CX actually helps what you were just talking about with retention absolutely right like we don't want to force a customer into a retention play no so what can we do throughout the journey of the customer to keep them out of that that right that, that, that churn, churn prediction model right exactly but in terms of what it actually provides to the organization there's there's really kind of three buckets of, of value that great cx provides to organizations Right. One is purely in the retention play. Yeah. Right. So you look at you look at the impact of uh, everyone's favorite metric here probably is the net promoter score. Mm -hmm. You look at the likelihood of a customer leaving you if you are a detractor, meaning you are super unlikely to to uh, recommend. And so it's it's heightened. So so the value to the organization of creating promoters and less detractors is massive in terms of retention. Second, if if you look at the, again, going back to the macroeconomic conditions and everyone's budgets are being kind of pulled back in, you've got to look at ways that you can reduce OPEX. How can you reduce cost to serve? And if you're finding opportunities within your voice of customer or even from your employee feedback, where it says, hey, if we could fix this, I could eliminate this many phone calls. Or if we fix this, we could, we could lessen uh, our returns, right? And so a good CX diminishes the friction that causes the additional cost to serve. And finally, uh, the, 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 and this one is a little harder to, to calculate, but um, is, is pure in, in customer advocacy, right? How likely are you to go and, and tell Angela, like how likely am I gonna tell Angela, hey, you need to work with Amazon, right? They provide excellent customer experience. And now you are, you're taking that perspective likelihood to purchase and you're increasing it or amplifying it greatly, right? And so organizations that are measuring the impact, understand its value, and investing in CX are absolutely reaping the rewards from that today. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Retention, advocacy, voice of the customer really sets the tone for 
these definitions here and why customer experience is so important. So before we move on to the next segment, I do want to cut to a short break here and share with you an upcoming event for CG Infinity, which is the Energy Marketing Conference. So let's roll that right now. Hello everyone, I'm Jason Berry with CG Infinity, part of the Energy and Utilities Practice. We're excited about the upcoming Energy Marketing Conference in Houston on March 20th and 21st. We're really looking forward to our breakout session with our VP of Customer Experience, Mike Parrish, leading us in a discussion on retention automation with AI. If you're gonna be at the Energy Marketing Conference, please stop by our booth. We'd love to connect with you and reconnect with old friends and talk about some of the exciting things we have going on at CG Infinity. Welcome back. For those of you that are just tuning in, this is the CG Hour, and we're talking all about customer experience and how we're going to leverage technology around that and some of the tools and case studies that are possible for this to happen. I do want to shout out to Stacy in our audience. We were just talking about the importance of impeccable customer experience and she says there are so many options out there for consumers and some of us consumers are really meticulous, no kidding, about cherry picking what will give us the best deal. So, so much choice. And so we definitely want to look for that, you know, top notch experience when we're shopping and looking around. So let's dive into technology, right? Um, I'll kind of start with you, Angela. What role have you seen technology play in customer experience? That's a great question. And one of the things that I'd like to share is that um, technology continues to grow. First of all, technology, when I think about technology, I think about the networking, um, the communication structures. Um, it's essentially, it covers the platform of so many things, um, the data as well, the software. And in thinking about the value of technology as it relates to customer experience, I see it as essentially the base for functional uh, customer experience uh, opportunities. Um, a couple things that come to mind in that space is, as was mentioned earlier, uh, with the advances in technology, AI, uh, a little bit of mention of uh, ChatGPT, um, a lot of the softwares, a lot of the tools, the apps, uh, the functionality that's available now to customers, um, even through uh, loyalty programs. Um, and furthermore, kind of looking a little bit down the line, um, some of the opportunities that evolved even as a result of COVID. Um, yeah, so there, there's, and I can, you know, jump into that, but maybe I'll save that as a yeah. little bit we'll later in our discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, for those of you following along online, be sure to drop in the comments some of your favorite CX tools. I know we have a lot of CX enthusiasts in the comments there. Will, where do you see the role of technology when it comes to customer experience? Yeah, I, uh, I think technology is an enabler. Mm -hmm. of, of CX. I don't think it is the end all be all for CX though, mm -hmm. right? Like let's get that straight. So mm -hmm. humans drive strategy, right? The technology strategy, they look at it, they measure it, they look at the importance of it, they, they fine tune it. Um, and more importantly, they design for what great CX is. So you have to have the human element drive the strategy, drive the ideal customer experience, and then look and leverage technology where it makes sense to provide your customers that opportunity. One of the things that, that I really like are companies that provide options for uh, technology within the yes. CX. So, so Mike, your point earlier about front, uh, Frontier Airlines, right. right? Frontier Airlines went pure chat. Uh, I, I can honestly tell you from a personal story, that didn't work out for me. Yeah. And I didn't have a means to interact with the human other than filing you know, complaints over, over email. 
Um, and so that's an example of technology that, that may not be best fit, and that's the human element driving that strategy. So I, I think that organizations that do it well strike that right balance of yeah. human interaction and technology. Uh, From your perspective, Mike? I, I agree with that completely. Um, so I, we, we've had a couple of really solid partners that we partner with at CG Infinity today um, that are, live in the bot and SMS space. So Quick has made just phenomenal, I mean, in my opinion, strides when it comes to really structuring their technology and platform to provide you with you know, SMS and chat and being able to flexibly rotate those based off of your consumer's device. It, it can rotate over from chat from PC, or if it realizes you're on an iOS, it'll flip your web chat to an SMS on your native structure, right? Um, but what they've done better than anything is allowing that natural loop, no matter if you're in a completely autonomous bot environment, um, or you're just texting in for the first time, it allows the human element to always be present. Um, and, and that's a, I mean, Will, to your point, I, I think that's really the magic sauce. I don't think, I, I, in fact, to that point, when I've implemented some of these platforms historically, one of the questions I always get from the business is, you know, hey, are we going to have to make cuts? Are we going to lose customer, you know, service and experience agents? And the reality is no. No, we're, we're going to allow our best agents to touch more customers simultaneously. Uh, text is asynchronous and it enables you to do that, right? Um, whereas, you know, it, other agents can then move to different roles and structures to support other areas of the business. So um, it's an enabler, I think, to CX from the customer's ability to choose, to your point, Will. Um, but it's also, I mean, a business strategy to implement, you know, while you're achieving CX to really understand the new environment you can create within your yeah. serviceability. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I just want to throw this out. That most certainly that human aspect is the essence. It is the foundation of what we do, why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. um, and thinking about customer experience, yes, the technologies and the tools that are available, but even to your point, I will just taking it to that extra heightened level there may be a need for that what's called you know the white glove mm -hmm. experience um, for different levels of customers so yeah absolutely yeah yeah now angela i know you're very passionate about analytics yes and those tools tell us about some of those that have been very successful for you and useful Ab absolutely um, so in my experience um, i've used various tools such as adobe analytics google analytics um, those are in, in essence, I like to call them tracking tools <laughs> um, for seeing, uh, checking customers' behaviors, um, looking at opportunities for perhaps adjusting the, the customer journey, different paths. Um, also other tools, ESPs or, or email service uh, providers. Um, there are so many tools, Hotjar, for example, um, that will in essence track the uh, customer's uh, path, clicks, where they scroll, all those activities on, on a website, for example, um, Salesforce, um, Mixpanel, there are numerous tools, um, and there are tons more, but those are some of the tools that, that I've, I've used in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to Sebastian in the comments. He says, as touch points, similar to what Angela is saying, become increasingly digital, UX design and development becomes the vehicle for CX. Uh, what about tools for you, Will? What are some of your favorites and why are they <laughs> powerful? I, I am a huge voice of customer uh, tool and voice of employee. Um, professional, let's call it that. I've, I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I, I would say that any tool that you can put out there that brings an integrated customer experience together, um, which uh, my organization, InMoment, does extremely well, which is taking all of the various signals from customers. And that doesn't always have to be feedback, like direct survey feedback. That can be operational data. That can be financial data. That could be chat transcripts. That could be product usage. It could be a litany of what we call signals that you're bringing together, which then you're taking integrated insights yep. on top of that, right? Yep. And, and we can talk more about this a little bit later, but, but being able to understand and make sense of millions of, of 
unique individual records at scale to then be able to prioritize where the biggest benefit's gonna yeah. be relative to NPS or any other business outcome metric that's out there. These tools do that today and help you uncover, and Angela, you talked about this earlier and I love it, um, it the, the emotion of consumers. Mm -hmm. And that to me is, is where we're heading um, is rather than understanding all the time, focusing on, on individual click string data is now you're taking it and looking at it subjectively and saying, what are our customers feeling at these journey points? Um, and then that's when you start moving to action. And so there's great tools that are out there. Again, uh, plug for InMoment because I think we do a very good job at it, but, but ways in which you can harvest all this data, bring it together and make it make sense. That's, that's where I think a lot of our uh, technology is heading. I love it. As a left brain, right brain advocate, <laughs> I love that you actually said emotions and technology yeah. all in one paragraph. Yeah, absolutely. They really tie <laughs> they together. They really do. Yes. Mike, from onboarding tools, what have you seen and what's been popular? Oh, man. Uh, so I think I'm actually, from an onboarding specific tool set, I'm going to kind of take it back to what the group stated in that, you know, the human element within onboarding is massive. Um, but one of the things I think Angela brought up, and we've kind of repeated a bit, is, is the power of choice. So when it comes to onboarding, I think something we're starting to get better at, you know, across a multitude of industries as, you know, a combination of operations meets marketing is um, giving customers a far better suite of control over how they choose to communicate with us or use our product. So outside of it, you know, if you take it back a decade or so, the call center was, I mean, your bread and butter. That's what you were going to call into to handle most of your items. Yeah. Maybe you could hop on the website for some credit card companies. But I mean, the vast majority of it was phone call. Um, now you've moved into an era where you can choose phone call or IVR. And from either of these items, you can move into SMS and chat uh, or choose, you know, pure website. I mean, there's, there's a multitude of channels and being able to create an omni-channel experience that your customer knows how to navigate from day one and creating that journey for them to explain it from the, the get-go is going to not only set that customer experience, you know, talking about our churn models, away from that and high, yeah. um, but it also gives you, what I love that y'all were talking about, is good data. Mm -hmm. um, so data is really the underlying theme, I think, of CX outside of the human element and design in that the more interactions you have, the more you can harness. And the reality is, is that if you know what you're doing with the data and streamlining, mm -hmm. um, you can set that customer's path based off what they have literally told you yeah. the whole time they're with you. Um, and, and that's a very powerful thing. So, I mean, as far as specific onboarding tools, I mean, I could go on and on. Um, I, I mentioned one earlier quick. Um, yeah. I'm a huge fan of uh, some Salesforce marketing structures as far as you know, Pardot, for example, I'm a just, I, I don't, I love it. It's very flexible. It's technically meant as a B2B tool, but doesn't have to be. Um, you can do quite a bit with that from a landing page and email and life cycle structure. Um, and OfferFit's another one. I've mentioned AI a few times, but uh, OfferFit really takes that well-harnessed data and allows you to use multiple AI agents actually and really match your customer, like each agent looks at individual customers and makes multiple contextual decisions based off of historical data. So yeah. you can take what you have and then get even smarter with it um, and really shape that one-to-one -one capability. Okay. For our next question, I'm actually gonna dive even deeper and ask each one of our guests for a certain case study around customer experience. But I'd love to hear from you all in the audience What's been some of your favorite brands that have like totally crushed customer experience? I would love to see that in the comments. So drop that in the comments below and let us know. But uh, I'll start with Will this time. Kind of, can you give us a case study? We don't have to mention names, but like of where CX really kind of epitomized the, the utmost experience. Yeah, so I, I think, in, in this perspective, we're thinking about how technology can can influence CX, yeah. right? Um, and you know, I, I'm going to go back to the the heart and the emotion mm -hmm. side of it, right? And 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 Mike, you brought this up earlier, especially with with artificial intelligence. Um, and how do you bring those two together, right? Mm -hmm. And so I want to talk a little bit about human emotion, and especially as it relates to customer experience. Um, there's a quote that that probably many of you have heard, but but people won't always remember what you said to them or what you di did to them, but they will remember how, they, how, the, how you felt after interacting with them. 
And so when you think about that, um, and if you're a large organization and you've got, again, all these signals coming from a multitude of areas, how do you interpret what that means, right? I, I think there's, a, there's a, a, a very large airline that has done this extremely well, right? And so if you, if you put yourself in, a, in, 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 as we all do, we all fly quite a bit, and you think about a time in which you've had your luggage lost mm. and how frustrating that could be. And if you were sent a survey from, uh, after, <laughs> after your flight, <laughs> how's that gonna look, right? And it's, it's not gonna go well and those scores are gonna be low. And more than likely you're gonna bring that up and you're gonna, you're gonna overlay emotion into some of that unstructured mm -hmm. feedback that you're giving, right? Um, and so an airline was like, look, we understand customers are upset when, when luggage gets lost, but they didn't know the impact that it was having on the um, customer advocacy. Like how, how willing are you to tell others about this airline when this event happens? What is that effect? Um, what, is the, what is the effect on churn? And what is the effect on actually spending more with the, with the airline? And so this, so this one particular airline took all of the experiences where customers gave feedback about lost luggage. And again, being a large airline, there's millions of times this right. happens over a course of several years. And they were able to use a uh, artificial intelligence to in interpret uh, the sentiment of these customers and then quantify its effect on net promoter score, on retention, on advocacy. And ultimately what they did once they quantified it, they pulled it back and said, okay, AI model, tell me what they're suggesting. So they're using words like, I would want, or you should, or would like to, right? And they're using these key words overlaid on all of this, this feedback, and they said, I've got it. We've got an idea, right? We're gonna introduce the ability for customers to track their luggage on their mobile phone. And we're gonna get text messages. At the end, it says, here's where your luggage is and here's where it's not, unfortunately. <laughs> what does that do to a brand? That drives one key emotional attribute that is probably um, the biggest key driver of CX of them all, and that's trust. It, it elicits a trust factor yep. that really drives brands forward. And the, exactly. And so they were not able to do that if they did not have an AI tool that's able to read all of that sentiment and then quantify its impact. Wow, powerful case study. Yeah. Trust, transparency, and then leading to us feeling an emotion, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. all through the use of AI. Angela, from your perspective, what is an example or a case study of where you saw technology really helping the CX experience? I love that. And I too am going to share an example related to trust. Good. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I recall um, working with a company and the challenge was uh, negative ratings continued to increase and positive ratings were on the decline. And so the goal was to reestablish uh, uh, trust with the customer um, with an improved uh, customer experience for engaged customers or thinking about retention, um, et cetera. So in this, in this space, um, my team and I uh, used Adobe Analytics to really get a better understanding of the impact to revenue, uh, the various product categories, looking at retention, loyalty, et cetera. Um, and also pulling in information from Again, the voice of the customer using various tools such as Bizarre Voice or Aptenev to really understand what were customers sharing as they were given ratings, what were they buzzing about, right. um, and using that information to identify some of the key areas or key factors, key words mm -hmm. that resonated uh, throughout those uh, chat areas, those conversations. Um, pulling that information together in addition to looking at how the customer traverses through their experience, what's their journey like at every touch point or functional area throughout the company. Um, so looking at that and building a, what I like to call a closing the loop process, how are we going to respond? When do we need to jump in 
and encourage or direct the customer. What are some of those obstacles that the customers are speaking about? So from that standpoint, and of course, partnering across the company, being able to minimize those issues, the results that we saw were 3.5% decrease in negative ratings and nearly 1% increase in positive ratings in under three months. So that, yeah, again, reestablishing that customer trust using customer experience. Very specific yeah. results yes. that can, are measurable too. Yes. Uh, some of the feedback coming back from our live feed, talk about customers. You guys are our customers basically in the live feed. Uh, some of the brands that people are mentioning with great customer CX is uh, Progressive, Trader Joe's, Qatar Airlines, for sure. Mike, from your perspective, what, how have you seen kind of technology um, in customer experience in a case study? Well, um, y'all know me. I'm, I'm, y'all both gave trust examples, <laughs> and I'm just going to go straight to technology because of technology it. I trust. <laughs> Good so balance, Mike. It, it is. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. I thought I'd help out. Um, so uh, I'll give a personal one as well. Um, as I stated, and we've talked about a bit, uh, retention has really been a bit of my, my niche within the CX experience and, and automation world. And, um, at, at a in a previous life, you know, we we it was a recurring revenue model of the company, and, and we had an attrition problem, um, and we put together a team, a uh, what was a cross-functional team, which is something I think we could also talk about in depth. But uh, we put together a cross-functional team that was, you know, the head of retention, some of her folks. We've got the head of marketing, executors under the marketing. We've got IT and automation. I mean. Everybody's at the table to be able to make decisions and build whatever it is we come up with to tackle this massive issue, right? So it allows us to move quickly. Um, and we spent about a year building our own, uh, you know, well, we worked with a partner to build an attrition model, a, a, a churn model, and then using that data to build our own autonomous marketing capability across multiple channels, right? And, and we, we, pulled, we pulled it out, right? I mean, uh, something like 1,600 basis points over the year of improvement uh, of uh, retention capability, which was a big deal. We were very proud of ourselves. It was something to be celebrated. And then along comes our opportunity to, to jump into AI and further enhance these capabilities. And so for the POC, we decided, hey, let's test this against this uber successful retention program we spent so much time putting together. Um, so in short, what we did, um, is we, we gave it, you know, the, the control is our current model, our current offers. Um, we're targeting customers by their, you know, forecasted cancel reason. I mean, we're feeling very ahead of the game. Um, we gave the AI, the offer fit, we gave them 60 different uh, individual templates, various different offers, and we helped them supply the connections and rules, right? What customer gets what offer based off of their churn model, the whole thing. In the first three months, this platform had beaten us by over 300% in uh, NPV. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, the, the, the customer value it was able to drive, the number of customers it was able to better match, um, the more retention we had out of that. I mean, so it, it basically told us like, hey, we've, we've discovered all of these new sub-segmentations of customers mm -hmm. that like to be contacted this way at this time with these offers and that want to stay with you and you just weren't speaking their language. I mean, you weren't providing them with the specific CX that they were looking for. Um, and we learned a ton, and of course went on to test various others, but I mean, uh, AI is a game-changing capability uh, for CX, obviously for marketing, uh, for data streams, for learning uh, as an enterprise about your customers. Um, and it was not only rapid pace, but firsthand. I really don't even think at the time the the owners of OfferFit thought it would go that fast. Like, I mean, it blew us all away. I love that. <laughs> um, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So technology coupled with cross-functional teams becomes yes. a powerful mix. Um, so I want to cut to a quick break here and share with everyone the Ignite Connects product and their first year anniversary. Let's roll that video. In today's digital age, data is becoming an increasingly valuable asset for financial institutions. Banks generate and collect vast amounts of data from multiple sources, such as customer transactions, account information, and marketing campaigns. However, the ability to effectively access, analyze, and make decisions based on this data can be a challenge. 
By using the right tools, banks can unlock the insights that improve business performance and drive growth. The right tools can include the use of integration and automation platforms, which enable organizations to connect systems, applications, and data sources together while automating processes. Ignite Connects is a new platform to help banks automate the movement of processing and data between different systems, creating a centralized view of customer data across all channels. This provides a better understanding of customer needs and preferences, allowing banks to make data-driven decisions that can improve customer engagement and retention. Through the use of Ignite Connects, we recommend three ways to get the most out of your data. One, focus on data analytics. Two, business enablement using application programming interfaces or APIs. And three, establishing good data governance practices. Visit IgniteConnects.com to schedule your free demonstration. So we've talked a lot about the technology and the artificial intelligence around customer experience. Now, as soon as AI is mentioned, a lot of times the first question people will have is like, well, what about humans? Mm -hmm. How do we balance that kind of human AI relationship? I'd love to hear thoughts from, let's start with you, Mike. Sure. Um, um, so it, in my experience, in the forecasted future from what I see, I mean, AI is always going to either be an enabler or a solid foundation from which your human element can really build and design a solid experience and, and, and well, service design, really. Um, so, I mean, if you look at the hype around uh, GPT, you know, ChatGPT, uh, uh, Microsoft, or Bing just released their new, which there are rumors that it's already got, you know, GPT-4 somehow. I mean, um, you know, it, there's a, it, it can source contextually what you're asking from a limited number of, of, of structures, but you need that human element to yep. sort through what that return is and turn it into what you're wanting to do. So be that, I need help with this line of code, or what would you say is a good hook for my, uh, you know, my, my landing page, or whatever it is. I mean, plan my trip to Disney. It, yeah. it can do all of those mm -hmm. things for you, but you're going to have to add in the finite points that make it your brand or your mission or your message. Um, and I think that that is the future. It's going to just help us escalate. It's going to help us evolve. Um, but the reality is, is that we still need to be at the helm. Yeah. Yeah. So AI, the enabler and the foundation. What do you think, Angela, that human AI interaction? What are your thoughts around that? I for think uh, Mike summed it up quite well. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so the only thing that I'd, I'd probably add is thinking from the marketing perspective, uh, going back to, as you mentioned, Mike, the, the landing pages, um, it is that content. Mm -hmm. how, do we, how do we speak? How do we reach that emotional uh, connection with our customers? We may think we ourselves have it completely, you know, 100%, but utilizing, for example, ChatGPT, that, you know, there's a different way to, to speak the language uh, that's needed for the customers. So I, I see that as a strong benefit yep. um, in, in the tools going forward. Will, from your perspective? Yeah, I, th I, I think that we've all said it, it's a good balance that we have to strike. I think what AI is also gonna be able to do, aside from just learning and understanding your customer signals much better, I think what it's going to be able to do, it's going to free up organizations to be much more strategic and deliberate yep. about the types of experiences they want to provide, mm -hmm. rather than focusing on the multi-channel, the omni-channel, the buzzword that blows everyone's minds away. How do we get but, there? But, but how do we yeah. get there? It's exactly yeah. right. And so it's going to enable us to be much more strategic and deliberate about how we design and mm -hmm. execute on the experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Absolutely. I kind of look at this next generation of buyers. Yeah. Okay, my, my kids are 13 and 16, this Gen Z, I think alpha generation, whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know all the terms, but they buy things differently they than do. we do, yeah. right? Their experience is different. How do you see kind of like the so-called modern, younger kind of generation 
and what they're kind of going through from a CX perspective? Will, you want yeah, to I, I mean, I think there's a, several common characteristics of that generation. And I, I think that brand values are super important to Gen Z. They will not tolerate organizations that don't live up to their stated values, mm -hmm. especially now that we have all the means to go shop elsewhere, right? right. The, the other thing is, I, I, I think consumers are expecting, especially in Gen Z, are expecting seamless experiences. Like if there's a hiccup throughout a purchasing process, throughout that funnel, yeah. gone, right? And so you have to make sure it's easy for them. And then finally, and, and this is a little bit more niche to, to, the, to the feedback world, I, I think that the Gen Z is showing a disproportionate response rates compared to other generations. And so learning about how consumers feel, especially in that generation, is gonna take on a different form. What about you, Angela? I'd add that I believe that they are perhaps maybe a little bit more bold mm. than uh, prior generations. Um, they are not afraid to speak their mind. Yeah. They are not afraid to voice their opinion um, or their beliefs. And most certainly paying attention, companies also, I'm thinking back to value as well, companies uh, the, the generation, the Gen Z generation um, and forward, they're looking at the value of the company. What is it that they say? Is there a shared value? Um, so that, that's critically important. Mm -hmm. And if it's not a shared value, they're gone. Mm -hmm. um, and even thinking about the experience, you know, 53% of customers who have a first time bad experience, they're looking at a competitor. Mm -hmm. So that could essentially continue to climb. Um, so I, I think that's important. And then lastly, it's the messaging, um, thinking about how we speak to various generations, how we reach various generations, uh, communicating or having a customer experience in uh, an urban area is very different than a rural area. Mm -hmm. So I think too, that also kind of comes into play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Mike, from your perspective? Um, I, I think the, you know, the, when, you, when you get into marketing, there's always an assumption that mm -hmm. you know, the, the older generation won't use you know, whatever this new technology is, mm -hmm. so we're not gonna implement it. And the reality is, is that that's never true. Yeah. There's a percentage that might prefer yeah. the older method, yeah. the call center, if you will, or, or even you know, snail mail. But the reality is, is that everybody eventually, the bulk, the, 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 the Pareto wants to jump in on the new easy tech. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested to see, I mean, we're, we're, I think there's a natural assumption that your new generations are gonna be all text, all website. You better be able to sell stuff on Instagram. Um, and I think that's true. I think you need to be able to open those channels up and be prepared for that as a business if you want to not just survive, but expand. But at the same time, I think your ability as an enterprise to really track monitor and give control to your base on you know what channels they want to use when and how and let them tell you and you track that successfully again back to the data is going to be paramount yeah uh, yeah just to add one thing it, and it's interesting because you, you marketers in the past have really talked about the generational differences and how consumers buy based off generations and mm -hmm. how they retain and what's what's truly inherently important to them um i'm seeing a little bit of a shift instead of talking about generational preferences, they're talking about the personalization of the experience, yes. right? And, and so, Mike, I loved your point about, you know, maybe some of the, the older generations aren't as keen on interacting with certain, certain channels, but we see a lot that are. And those that yeah. are, they want that personalized experience. They want to know, yeah. they want to be addressed, they want, they want you to be, um, they, want, they want to know that you know them Right. And we're like, hey, we've seen that you visited three times in the past two weeks and you've called in about these about these issues. Let us take care of that for you. Rather than addressing them from a generational characteristic, you're addressing them based off of their experience that they've had with you in the past. Absolutely. I, I think the bottom line is we all as humans need and want to see, touch, hear, feel. We can't taste through the computers yet, but maybe that's <laughs> coming, right? But yeah, I think that's the bottom line with the customer experience. Just remembering that we're all human. Yeah. Listening, 
Yes. Right? Listening to the customer yep. and then leading to that loyal community mm -hmm. and then that leads to the advocacy and referrals yep. from there. Yep. I love that. So as we kind of wrap up the show, I'd love to hear from all of you kind of like a short summary looking to the next five years of CX. One thing you're looking forward to. Will, can we kick off with you? Yeah, I, I think that data is a, obviously a very big player. We, yeah. We've talked a lot about that in, in various talk streams today. I think data is, is just paramount. And, and it's not necessarily just data about purchasing. It is data about um, customers' emotions and feelings mm -hmm. and their transactional and their financial and the operational. So it's combining, I'm going to use this term again, it's combining all of these signals together in an integrated way that you can take and be proactive rather than reactive. So I think when we look at CX, it is instead of waiting for customers to have issues or waiting to present them with offers is how do we get in front of that? Mm -hmm. um, and you know, if you're a telco, how, how do you get in front of a, a consumer who may in fact be having problems with their router and resetting it in the middle of the night so they don't have to wait and call you. So right. it's learning from all this data, uh, going back to AI, right? How do you become predictive and then use that in an integrated action way? Mike? So I don't know if mine will come to pass, but I, I, it's, it's interesting. So it very much in vain with what Will stated, um, uh, we continue to be able to move more towards the real time. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is that in today's world, you see continual focus on data privacy, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to share my data with this company or this company or this company. Um, and I think controls around that are still very important. But there's also the other side of that where sharing your data, the right data, with companies you want to do business with makes your life easier. Mm -hmm. It enables that real-time capability to understand that, oh, your router's down or you have a you know low battery in your alarm panel or whatever it may be that's vexing you at the moment would enable these enterprises to yeah. step into your life for a few moments, fix the issue, potentially before you even know it's one. Um, I, I'm very excited to see, not to kick a dead horse, guys, but what AI's effects are on that um, in the future and, and, and where this data path and conversation takes us. Um, you know, as AI continues to become more of a mainstay in our lives, you know, new controls are gonna sprout up around that. And I am, I'm also very interested to see what that structure starts to look like. So I think we have a very exciting uh, next half decade. Angela? one thing you're looking forward to in the future of CX? Um, one thing I'm looking forward to in the future of CX is ditto. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, um, I'm looking forward to companies really pausing and taking a moment to perfect as much as possible within reason their customer experience. Sometimes we get so caught up in the metrics and the new tools um, without realizing that there are issues in the mix. Um, if I'm a customer of a loyalty program and I receive a reward, maybe a, a free treat of some, some kind, mm -hmm. when I arrive at the establishment, it should be free. So that messaging, perfecting that messaging, perfecting that experience. Awesome. And to you all in our audience, you are our customers, our audience, our loyal community. I want to finish with a quote from Rob Flint in the uh, audience, because I think it kind of summarizes in a nice, fun way of CX. To quote Tom Cruise in the movie, Jerry Maguire, <laughs> customer experience means having them at hello. Yes. <laughs> so um, I want to really quick play a video for you before we wrap up a compilation video of CG Infinity's Salesforce pledge update. Let's roll that now.
speaking of values, you can really see that CG Infinity values community and giving back. So that was a great video there. And I want to wrap up by telling you all to tune in in two months' time for the next CG Hour on Wednesday, April 26th, same time at noon central. We're going to talk all around financial services and some of the technology trends around that topic. So tune in then, save that date, April 26th, for those of you out there that are interested in financial services. And thank you so much to CG Infinity. And as always, their motto and something I subscribe to myself is people first driven to transform. Yep. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you to our amazing guests and uh, we so appreciate you. Okay.